One more item. Black Pond Press, the publisher of 45 Years of the Rockford Files, Maverick, Legend of the West, Radio Honey, and many other titles, has announced its very first Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotion. Order a copy of any of Black Pond's available titles from Amazon.com or any retailer on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Send the dated receipt to Black Pond Press and you will receive a bonus gift related to the title that you purchase. If you order a copy of 45 Years of the Rockford Files or Maverick Legend of the West on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you'll be treated to a PDF copy of an original signed series script. For details and more information, visit the Black Pond press page on Facebook or Instagram. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 917 2194. 800 917 and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Hi, this is Bob Bergen, and you're listening to E to the E to the E, the TV Confidential Folks. Robert, with a reminder that Tom Dreesen and Daphne Maxwell-Reed will join us in our second hour. You have to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, by now, I'm sure all of you are aware of the passing of Alex Trebek this past Sunday, November 8th. Alex Trebek, of course, the longtime host of Jeopardy. We are in the process of putting together a formal tribute program to Alex Trebek that will include, among other things, a few memories shared by Rudely. Rudely, of course, co-hosted High Rollers with Alex Trebek back in the mid-1970s. They became lifelong friends for the next 45 years up until the time of his passing. Our formal tribute to Alex Trebek will air sometime after Thanksgiving here on TV Confidential. In the meantime, there were about 35 episodes of Jeopardy! in the can at the time of Trebek's passing. Those episodes are scheduled to run over the next several weeks with a final episode hosted by Trebek, scheduled for Friday, December 25th, Christmas Day. There is, of course, a lot of speculation as to who might be named the successor of Alex Trebek. With that in mind, we reached out to our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, game show historian, broadcast journalism professor, and the host of Steve Beverly's TV Classics, which streams every week at epluss.tv6.com. This is the million-dollar question, and even though uh, less than a week has passed since his passing, there has already been speculation as to who might be the next host of Jeopardy. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, of course, one name that keeps cropping up is Ken Jennings mm-hmm. himself. And 
I think that is a very real possibility because I think the audience would accept him very well. I think that he would, the, the biggest thing that Ken would have to do and deal with is that, okay, he, he's one of the greatest contestants in the history of any game show on television in, in American history. His name became a household word with so many people, and people after all these years since he, he went on that monumental run, people know his name. And then, of course, it, it certainly didn't hurt that with the greatest of all time tournament back in uh, the early part of this year, Ken winning that. So certainly that reinforced him and reestablished him. And so I, I think that the difference that Ken would have to adjust to if he becomes the host of the show is it's a big difference between being a contestant and being an MC. Because you've got to be a traffic cop, and as I mentioned, how Alex was just letter perfect. You can't have a lot of stop downs of the show when those clues are being given because you fluff a line because it'll mess up the whole category and the whole show. Uh, and it creates a lot of editing problems. Uh, and so those are the things you have to adjust to if you've been a contestant, and it is a different role. Uh, probably one person that had an opportunity and it didn't work was many years back. Now, he was not he was not a contestant, but I, I'll, I'll make the analogy here. Back when the NBC version of To Tell the Truth was being done in the early 90s, Lynn Swan, the great Pittsburgh Steeler, mm -hmm. was a panelist, and he was an excellent panelist. Uh, he, he was terrific quizzing the three contestants and trying to zero in on who the real player was. And I, and I looked at how Lynn played the game, and I said, you know, he could, have, he could have been on any version of the show and been successful. But then when Gordon Elliott uh, was forced for legal reasons to have to leave the show after six weeks, they put in Lynn Swan as the emergency replacement as the host. And it was not his fault. They didn't he, – he had no time to get ready for this. Yeah. But Lynn had a painful experience as the MC of the show because he just was, that was not his gift. And of course, then who replaces him? Alex Trebek. <laughs> uh, but but the, the, the point I get to with this, though, is that in this kind of situation, if Ken becomes the host of the show, he has to adjust from the guy who was trying to concentrate on uh, questioning all those answers to somebody who has to move the show along. It's a different art. It has a different type of pace and feel, and you've got to be you got to be one who knows how to do that very well. And perhaps he can. And I, I would think that if he does get the role, he would root on it. What, one thing that I would say I found a little bit distasteful was Alex had not been gone 24 hours before you were already seeing trade publications, and a lot of this, unfortunately, was probably planted by agents. Yeah. They were already speculating as to specific names that were being tossed out as, as hosts of the show, and, you know, everybody from George Stephanopoulos to Dan Patrick, people like that. And the point that I get across there, you know, give a little time 
for, you know, we've had some distance now, but not the day after Alex's death. Exactly. I thought it was in bad taste. Steve Beverly is on the line with us sharing some thoughts on who might replace Alex Trebek as host of Jeopardy. Steve pays tribute to the early game show career of Alex Trebek on his weekly TCM-like salute to classic television, Steve Beverly's TV Classics, which streams several times a week on ePlusTV6.com. Steve's tribute to Alex Trebek is scheduled to premiere on Saturday, November 21st. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Just go, listening to you talk about, okay, what Ken Jennings would have to do if he's the choice. I, I kept thinking back to what you said earlier about how when Trebek first took over from Art Fleming, he saw himself as the steward of the show. I mean, I thought that was a great word. That's a great approach. And it speaks to what Jennings would have to do or anyone making the transition from contestant to host. You have to remember, it's the equivalent of hosting a high-profile event such as the Oscars or the Emmys. Mm -hmm. The the role of the host is to stay basically stay out of the way. I mean, after you do your seven-minute monologue, it's not about you. It's about the categories. It's about the winners and the nominees. So you have to stay out of the way. The other thing is I read yesterday that I believe there are something like 30 or 35 episodes that were in the can that at the time of uh, Alex's passing, and I believe the final one is scheduled to air either Christmas Day or around you know Christmas of 2020. Do you think they will have a decision made by the end of 2020, or do you think they might let this simmer and maybe wait until the first part of 2020 and maybe air best ofs for the first three months of the new year? I don't think they'll air best ofs for the first few months of the year because I think that and I think Alex would have wanted it this way. Uh, the best thing to do is to go ahead and make the transition. Now, because of where Christmas Day falls on the calendar this year, uh, you know, you can make a pretty easy transition to it. But what I what I think is is best in any situation like this, which is which is one reason why I think Ken would be a good choice because he so identified with Alex's era of the show and because he and Alex were somewhat intertwined at the, the peak ratings of Jeopardy. Uh, it, it's my thought that I, I really believe that if they went that route, the best thing to do is just to go on ahead and go right in, make the change, and because the longer you, after you have a death of someone, and it's not like you're trying to rub out or erase the memory, because no. you'll never do that. But I think that the longer that you hang on to that, 
And if you went into reruns for three months while you're trying to make a deliberation, I, I think it would probably be, it, it would be even more unfair to whoever the successor is to the show because it's that much more time that the audience continues to have to think about their old favorite. And, you know, go ahead and let the new host go on, get adjusted to it, make the transition, and, yeah, they'll probably be making some mistakes, and certainly there will be the inevitable. You can't help from that after 36 and a half years mm -hmm. of Alex, but there'll be the inevitable comparisons. But go on ahead and let the person get in there, make their mistakes, and then get their own transition and get it, get themselves smooth into this. Uh, this isn't the first time that we have had a host who has passed away in the actual run of a show because of health reasons. Of course, probably the most celebrated was Alan Ludden, mm -hmm. uh, who discovered only weeks after starting Password Plus that he had stomach cancer and ultimately had a stroke and passed away, and Tom Kennedy made the transition after he had the stroke to uh, become the host of Password Plus. Uh, you had Jack Barry, who dropped dead while jogging in Central Park while he was still doing the uh, the Joker's Wild, and Bill Cullen took over for the last two years of that show. And you've had others that, uh, that passed away while they were in the midst of doing the show, but there wasn't lag time. They went on ahead and got a new host in there and into all of the shows that might have been affected by this. And I, I think it's really important to go on ahead and make that change and not let the audience lag and have that more, that much more time to build up, and then suddenly you've got more time for the audience to think of comparisons. Well, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. In the meantime, uh, Steve Beverly, uh, his tribute to Alex Trebek will air weekend of November 21st on Steve Beverly's TV Classics Weekly TCM-like festival classic TV shows that originates from E Plus TV6 in Jackson, Tennessee and streams several times a week at eplustv6.com. You can follow Steve Beverly on Facebook and on Twitter at Mr. TV Classics. Steve Beverly will be with us in a few weeks for our formal tribute to Alex Trebek, which will air sometime after Thanksgiving. Among other things, Steve will share some memories of the times he spent with Alex Trebek, including the time they worked together in 1984 when Steve was the news director of one of the Jeopardy affiliates in North Carolina. That's coming up in a few weeks on TV Confidential. In the meantime, we'll take a quick timeout. Then Tom Dreesen and Daphne Maxwell-Reed will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too, and let me tell you. Bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. 
Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901. That's 855-717-6901. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.